0: Dr. Jeffrey Halstead has been Canandaigua's hometown dentist for more than 35 years, offering routine dental care as well as cosmetic dentistry, implants, and dentures by their highly trained and experienced staff. Visit them online at canadaguadentistry.com or find them on Facebook and Instagram. everybody for stopping by, tuning in, the fun stuff like that. Uh, it is Wednesday. Nick Felice in the house with me as usual. Nick, I haven't seen you since literally Thanksgiving. It's crazy. How was, one, your trip to New York? How's the week been for you so far?
1: Yeah, uh, it was a great trip to New York. What a game. Went to the next game on Friday night in the season tournament against your beloved Miami Heat. Uh, the Heat were up twenty-one points uh, in the middle of that third quarter, and unfortunately they did not hang on, and they lost by two. And it was a great game. You were at the best baseball game I've ever been to was the walk off grand slam. That's but true. That was the best basketball game I had ever been to. So it was really cool to be a part of that. And yeah, it was a great weekend. Uh, I enjoyed myself. It was just me and my brother went up there, went down there. So your dad didn't end up going. No, he, he was a little sick. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. He was thought he might be better, but he wasn't. Uh-huh. Feeling better now, but no, he didn't make the trip. Just the two of us. Eh, Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it was a good trip. Uh, how was your uh, weekend?
0: Can't complain. Syracuse won. It's a positive. <laughs> bowling? Yeah, we're going bowling. The second year in a row. I uh, haven't been able to really say that in my lifetime, so looking forward to that. Um, depends. We'll see how everything shakes out. You've never, you've never seen back-to-back bowls? Not for Syracuse. Well... I mean, it has happened technically in our life. You weren't really a fan. Right. right. Just a little boy, Right. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see. I think um, they, for whatever reason, do end up in the Pinstripe Bowl, which they shouldn't slash won't won't be going to it. If they go to Boston for the Fenway Bowl, I might go. If they go to Annapolis for the Military Bowl, might go. But, yeah. Not looking great for in the grand scheme of it for bowl. But, uh, yeah, hey. We'll, we'll touch on Syracuse again though, in a little bit, obviously, so we'll circle back to that. Um, by the way, Nick, you saw that nice little com- uh, ad run at the top, so we thank Dr. Jeffrey said for the support there. also want to thank yeah. Chino's Pizzeria and oh. Restaurant for their support as well. You can visit Chino's Pizzeria and Restaurant at the original Waterloo location or the all-new Renovated location in Geneva, a fan favorite, by the way, of one Nick Felice. As we've said before, you can dine in, take out, delivery, catering, and banquets. Or order online at chichinos.com, live, laugh, and eat well. It's the Italian way. So,
1: Shout out to Chichinos. Uh, we'll be there next Friday. You and me and your brother will be really? there next Friday for a
0: high school reunion. Oh, that's right. The Waterloo location for that. Yes. yes.
1: Next Friday. Crazy.
0: Yeah. So, what's let's start with the NFL. Get am into it. Um, I, I do want to start with the Thanksgiving games on Thursday. And then we can kind of jump into some other stuff there as the weekend kind of unfolded. I thought honestly, I'm intrigued to see your thoughts on this. I thought it was a, I thought it was a pretty rough game, rough few games overall. Um, I didn't, wasn't exactly great viewing experience. Once again, for Detroit on Thanksgiving, I guess some things haven't quite fully changed there yet. Admittedly, uh, Dallas and Washington was a, a bloodbath, which we kind of, well, I I figured on happening. You didn't. We'll obviously have our picks here in a little bit. Uh, and then, you know, San Fran, Seattle, San Fran wins. But, I mean, that's pro- was that the best game of the bunch, you think, maybe? I mean, in terms of just, like, football all the way around in, in terms of Thanksgiving Day? Unfortunately, I think it was the Lions game. You still think that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, the other two were pretty bad.
1: Yeah, I mean, Washington played well in that first half a little bit. I guess. But, I mean, I don't know. Everyone's Everyone's got different traditions with Thanksgiving. To me just about the atmosphere. Yeah, all three games were pretty terrible. They were, they were they were not great, but I mean, it's just you know having it on, having the Thanksgiving festivities going on. I think that's the whole point of the day. I mean, people are usually passed out by the time this night game comes around, anyway. So that I mean that's the reason why they didn't have a night game for so long because people were just sleeping after a long day of eating and drinking with your Thanksgiving festivities, but. If you want me to actually mm. critique the games, I mean, you don't. You don't have to. Just you know your general
0: <laughs> your general thoughts. <laughs> they're
1: terrible, Paul. Yeah. They're, they're awful. Yeah. I'm saying the Lions one because the other two were just. I mean, Seattle. That, Seattle was terrible too. So I'm going to go to Lions one because they kind of hung around a little bit late. I guess. Yeah. A little bit. Washington absolutely collapsed in the second half. So yeah. Yeah. But I enjoyed the day. I
0: enjoy them every year. Those games. Yeah, we'll save. We'll save the Washington coaching thing here for when we get to, you know, the Frank Reich and the NFL coach coaching carousel kind of beginning. Or well, I guess it already started, but we're now in the more traditional phase of the kind Black of. Last Friday you
1: know. game is kind of cool though. Yeah, that was my
0: next move here a little bit. Um, jets look decent early on, but Miami pulls away. Um, Apparently, I heard Rogers coming back today. Yeah, I don't know. He's practicing, but what What, what do we mean by practice? Uh, we'll touch Did on a even having Achilles injury. I don't know. I want to touch on a couple of different practice things here today anyway that happened earlier today. Practice, yeah, practice. But um, again, I didn't think it was anything. Another not not great game on a not prime time slot by any means. Right, three o'clock in the afternoon, Black Friday, but prime. That was prime's game for the week, and um, just didn't didn't meet I think what they were hoping for expectation wise but what games have this year in a sense uh, for those so I don't know I'm guessing we'll probably see that again next year right a Black Friday game but I don't just don't quite see the need for it especially if it's going to be a game like like that where it's like I am whelmed (laughs) it wasn't wasn't great wasn't um it wasn't Bears Vikings obviously well yeah well I mean that game whatever but I yeah I mean to me just just didn't get a good opening four games, I guess, to the weekend. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know how many
1: times a pick six has happened on a, yeah. on a Hail Mary, but that was kind of interesting to see. I unfortunately did not see this. Did not realize that our hotel room had Amazon Prime until really? Saturday.
0: Wait a second. Your hotel had Amazon Prime?
1: It did. But we didn't know until Saturday, so oh. I never did watch it. I was kind of shocked that we had it. Right, great, great hotel to be honest with you. They had a fifty-inch TV in the hotel room. Where was it? A couple, couple blocks away from Empire State. Yeah, but what? Oh, Hilton Garden.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, pretty nice. Anyway, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) expensive, but (laughs) well, Uh, it's it's New York City. That'll happen.
1: You say. Four game, bad games to start. It, there's been a lot of bad games this entire season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's just we have more bad teams, just bad football. I mean, we we're getting good games, we're getting some, but we're getting too many terrible games. Yeah. And we had another one on Monday. There's been plenty in the bat in the past so far, and we have so many more weeks to go. I don't know. Hopefully, we don't get any in the playoffs. Most likely we could because you know get that seven two matchup now. It's a mediocre seven season. I mean, last time I heard it, the Colts are in right now. Yeah, uh, so that's not good. No, not good for the product of the sport, but the sport will be fine. I mean, we're not, right, we're not worried about the NFL marketing.
0: <laughs> I think, I think, it, I think for that too, it's a lot of just. I mean, you just have such a bigger talent pool now, just kind of by, I guess, sporting evolution. Anyway, I mean, a lot of injuries, so you got well, a lot yeah, of backups I mean, playing. It's funny because, like, we, we haven't, I mean, we could have talked about it last week, we didn't, and I don't really want to talk about it because, like, Tom Brady talks to about right, like, quarterback play This isn't good. Like, Tom, you were kind of the you were at the end there, you were part of it. Like, it's just a lot of mediocre guys. but like you said, injuries have played a part of it. I mean, <laughs> I don't mean to say it comically, but it's like we almost lost Baker Mayfield this week because, and like, that would have been another starting quarterback out for the rest of the year potentially. Mm -hmm. That's just crazy to think about. Um, And that plays a part in it, too. I think, like I said, I think just the talent now is just so – not even so much spread out. It's just that, like, everybody's kind of just, like, on a similar athletic level in a way that you can't really pull too, too far ahead or or too far behind in a sense. Um, I mean – the, the Bears win Monday night in about an ugly way, and again, Minnesota minus Kirk Cousins, as we all know, but have been playing well, and the Bears go out there, and I don't know if they were the better team necessarily, but they won. Like, you have to go out there and play the game. So, yeah, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's so much too like, I know we've only had one season of it, whatever, but like, it's like... Is, like, the season too long in a way, in a sense, like, already? Like, guys are starting now more or less mid-July for training camps and everything, and going until, I mean, potentially middle of February, more or less, nonstop.
1: It's also long, and they cut preseason games, so you're not prepared. Right. You know, it's a whole process. I mean, that's why spring training, baseball, they have this long spring training because you got to get in the rhythm. You're cutting preseason game? That's only three preseason games, and one they don't barely even play in. And the preseason schedule
0: is two hours. Like, have you noticed how erratic they are? Yeah, they get it's that Like, buy, you, could,
1: you get a bye week after it's well, over. You're also,
0: like, you could be playing on, like, a Tuesday, and then the next week you're playing, like, on Sunday. And then for, like, the third week of preseason, like, you don't – play until like Wednesday potentially it's weird how like erratic it is yeah and you talk about getting ba- a rhythm but you talk about baseball right? that's a good point though baseball you're playing every day in spring training like it is like in the regular season like there's a rhythm there
1: mm-hmm.
0: and while you don't play like three game series like you do in baseball in the regular season you're at least typically playing two at home and then two on the road and then two back at home and then two on the road but the repetition of in and out is there
1: yeah they get you really prepared for the season yeah. NFL I just they're getting away from it a little bit. And I mean, that's not the reason they're getting hurt,
0: but it's I mean it could, could be part, part of it. Yeah.
1: But it's not the main reason they're getting hurt, but just losing too many stars. I mean, you got the quarterbacks of crazy numbers this year how many quarterbacks are hurt, but then it's not even not even them. It's you know running backs, Nick Chubb, receivers, Justin Jefferson. These are some Jonathan, of the Jonathan Taylor again. Yeah, these are some of the biggest names in the sport which allows the backups who didn't earn the spot to be the starters here playing now, creating bad football. And that's what we're getting. So injuries is definitely a huge part of why we're getting so many bad games. But I don't know. It's just – I don't know how you fix injuries, you know.
0: You don't. You don't. They're just – they're kind of freak things, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I think a lot of it too is like we've we've talked about it since pretty much the start of this podcast, like how football's just kind of gotten away from being like really great to just a lot of like kind of this middle of the road stuff. And like I remember seeing here during the COVID you were talking about like and that obviously that's a little bit different, right? But like I remember seeing you during the COVID you're talking about how it's like, is it is this really actually good football we're watching, or is it just kinda of like the way it is now? And mm-hmm looks like it's just kind of the way it is at the moment and everything ebbs and flows. I, I, you know, I, I, talking to a couple of people, I know this is more on the college side of things, but like you're seeing a lot more teams at the college level kind of go back to this like run heavy because everybody's prepared to do a lot more on defense pass wise. So like it's a lot of it's just like zig and zag type stuff where you're trying to figure out, okay, like, like not to be whatever, right? But like Cam Newton, like, that style you're aiming for, it's really good on the ground, really good at passing. Like, we haven't seen that a ton the past couple drafts. Like, and I know it's one of those things where it's like, okay, but C.J. Shroud can run if he needs to. Bryce Young can run if he needs to. But, like, they're a lot more in the pocket, like, I guess, the way it was in a sense. So, I, I don't know. It, it's one of those things where it's like, to me, I think it's just one of those ebbs and flows type thing. Like, we could be sitting here wherever we could be sitting talking about this in three years and we might be talking about how it's like a low end on the quarterback range for passing now is 450 yards a game he like, just you just don't know that would be crazy yeah um fast forward let's get ahead to sunday um the main talking point there's got to be the bills eagles game and it, it that was probably the best game all weekend sloppy game weather wise and end up kind of translating to maybe some stuff on the field, but all things considered, home run of a game stuck in the late window. Would have been nice to maybe have that as one of the prime time games this week, but can't pick and choose just yet, unfortunately. We're a week away from that still. Really? Um week. I think maybe two technically, but either way. Um Bills blew that game. No way around it. And it's tough to blame maybe some players in this situation, but I brought this up on Monday, and I'll say it again here. The Bills have been playing fast and loose the past couple of weeks on defense, like not great tackling, and some of the stuff came home the roost this weekend against the Eagles. Um, it wasn't a true prevent defense that Sean McDermott was having there towards the end, but, um, you know, prevent defense prevents you from winning. That's my philosophy. Mm-hmm. I hate prevent defense. Um you saw what happened, and we'll talk about it a little bit. You saw it happen literally the day before with Auburn, and you still allowed a guy to get open in that scenario. And while it wasn't the scenario necessarily with Philly. You left a wide open field in the middle for Jalen Hurts, who guess what can run and not afraid to run. So, and there were some coaching decisions that you scratched your head at with the Bills as well there at the end, and well, maybe through the whole game to be honest. Because uh, for what is now the for sure best team in the NFL and the Eagles in my mind, they didn't exactly play great once again. Like it's one of those things where you have to put them number one, I think, but it's only because everybody around them might be just kind of just shooting them in the foot, and, and now they just find themselves at the top of the heap at the moment. They're very good, but uh, their secondary is kind of kind of weak. The Eagles, yeah, yeah, they have a top five rush defense run defense, and a very quite literal middle of the road. I think they're 16th now in passing. Yeah, defense, that's like.
1: their that's their weak spot right now. Mm-hmm. And um, I just don't – the prevent defense is just – why do people put it on when you're up three? Like, the point of the prevent defense, the reason it's even in football, is when you're up four and the team's trying to get a touchdown to win the game. So, and they have – and they not so you don't try to push them out of bounds. And let him throw in the middle of the field. That's the point. That's the point mm-hmm. of the prevent defense. I don't know why they do it when they need a field goal. I get the conditions. Oh, it's the crazy up. kick. Uh, Jake Elliott mm-hmm. never seems, never seems to
0: effing miss. <laughs> he, he just doesn't. You know who's been missing a lot lately? Not to get off topic. Your supposed goat. Yeah, he, Justin he
1: has been missing a lot lately. But he is a goat. No, he's not. He's going to be the all-time kick leader. If you he- Say that to Sebastian Janikowski. <laughs> that guy had a leg. But uh, yeah, Jake Elliott, man, I can't stand him because he's an eagle. But how did he make that kick? I mean, he did it how you're supposed to in that type of tr- conditions, have a line drive kick, mm-hmm. don't let the wind get involved. And he made it. Yeah. I mean, it was heartbreaking, but – Bills got the ball to start overtime. It's not like they didn't have their chances. They kicked the field goal. They just can't stop them. And the Bills, obviously, they have so many injury, big key injuries on defense, and it's just, it's gonna be their downfall. But hearing that the Colts are in the playoffs gives the Bills life today.
0: Yeah, I mean, the door's open for them still, but but what's what what's, it's it's not it's still not looking good. Like they can't they can't keep playing the way they've been playing and expect to get in at this point. That's not how it's going to work. They have the third toughest schedule still down the stretch. Um, Still have to go to Miami. They still have New England. I mean, they come out of the the bye week this week, and they have Kansas City and Dallas back-to-back. And and I think out of the remaining five games for them, three of them are on the road, and they're now one in, what, four on the road or ten – it's one and four on the road, but like if you want to include the your England game, even though they were technically the home team, it's one and five.
1: And they're trying to get a seven seed, which plays on the road the whole Correct. playoffs. Yeah, and they're not a type of team where it's like, oh, we get in, we got a shot. No, they get in, they're probably going to be gone in the first it, week.
0: It it's uphill now, no matter what for them. Yeah, and it's it's a shame because, I mean, in terms of talent, now me and you are not. Bills fans by any means. But it's a shame because you look at them, like they do have a lot of talent. It's hard to really – it's hard to discredit what that team has on paper. The fact of the matter is I think the coaching staff is kind of failing them at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, we said at the beginning of the year, and I I did especially, but, like, is McDermott the guy for the future at this point? I think you have – I think if you are not having that conversation in Orchard Park right now, you're probably setting yourselves up to just do this all again in 2024. And to quote Waylon Jennings, "You ain't living long like that." You aren't. Josh Allen's not getting any younger. Probably isn't getting any healthier at this point, to be honest. I mean, it, you're going to have to deal with some questions, I think, coming into this off season.
2: Yeah.
0: So, and, I mean,
1: it's been a roller coaster type season, that's yeah. for sure. Uh, but it's not over No, I mean, Bill McDermott, he, uh, he,
0: he probably needs to make this plus or he will be fired. Yeah. So before we get to our picks, bring up coaching, let's talk about some coaching stuff here for a second. Jack Del Rio out in Washington as defensive coordinator. Fast forward to Monday, Frank Reich fired as head coach in Carolina after not even a full year. Um, Obviously, those guys are just the second and third coaches fired so far this year. Obviously, Josh McDaniel, crazily, crazily enough, pretty much a month ago at this point. Steelers one know without uh, Matt Canada? Well, well, that's true. Matt Canada. Uh, so, I guess three and four. I forget about Matt Canada. But, um, yeah. Um, the NFL coaching carousel this year is going to be really interesting. Um, it's... I don't want to say he's going to be fired, but it sounds like Wink Martindale's probably going to be done with the Giants at the end of the year. Um, Sounds like there's a lot of friction between himself and pretty much everybody else around him. Um, The wild part is, like, the Giants' defense hasn't been that bad the past few weeks, so it's like you can't can't really fire him in that sense, but crazier things have happened. Uh, Anyway, Um, the one that really caught me off guard the most is probably Frank Reich, but we've kind of seen this out with the Panthers and their owner, uh, John Tepper, where it's like he doesn't have patience, clearly. Um, I think people – probably a lot of people don't know this outside of maybe people in Charlotte and maybe North Carolina. Tepper also owns the Charlotte MLS Club, and they've existed for 18 months, and they're on, I believe, their third head coach. (laughs) So – Really? Yeah, yeah. Someone tells me you can't be blaming the players – necessarily in the situation you can't be blaming maybe the coaches in this situation um someone tells me there might be some meddling going on and we know that already as is with tepper that he's one of the most meddling owners in the leagues who would want that job well it's interesting right because head coaching jobs right especially the nfl if you're if you're a coordinator that's what you usually are uh, want that's what you want in life and carolina perceives to be a good job i think on paper because one, got a young team. Two, hard to beat Charlotte overall at the moment. Um, and Obviously, personal stuff. You know, you get a little less on the tax boot compared to other places. But you don't want to go deal with that owner. And that's a huge red flag going into this off season. Is who you're going to get if you're Carolina. What if they don't? You know? Yeah. <laughs> right. What if they don't get a coach? Nobody wants it. <laughs> Somebody will take it. Right, I mean somebody—it's good pay raise, yeah. I mean, it'd be interesting, Sean McDermott, hypothetically, got his, he got the mean juice there from Carolina back in the day with him. So.
1: Ooh, that's the death sentence for Sean. Sean
2: Fox—that'd
1: <laughs> be a death sentence for McDermott, though. Yeah, no, I he agree. gets fired from the Bills, and what? Next year he gets fired from the Panthers.
0: Right. Who's gonna hire him right. after that? No, nah, he shouldn't do that. Yeah, but, but it's a—it's a—it's t- gonna be a tough job, I think. You know. I never, I didn't get the yeah. the hot the Frank Wright hiring anyway. So, um, he was so bad at colds. Yeah, but Phil Rivers doesn't get hurt. He's probably still coaching Indianapolis at, at this point. I, I mean, I, I'll be honest. Yeah, I'll be honest with with yourself on that one. I'll be uh, honest. Oh, okay.
1: I'm sticking with my word. Okay. Well,
0: <laughs> do you? Uh,
1: but I just, oh, I, I just don't, uh. People are always like, oh, he's got potential to be a great head coach. Well, he's lost a lot. So, I don't know. It's Should he have been fired after 11 games? No. At least give him a couple years. But I just don't think he should have been hired. But Fair enough, Yeah. Um, They're pretty bad right now, so I don't know who they would get. Bring Matt Rule back.
0: I've, he's got a good thing going to, to Nebraska. I don't see that happening. All right. Should have gone to Syracuse. Yeah. We'll touch on that. Before we do that, picks, Nick. And speaking of things rarely or having patience or whatever, we have a change in the leaderboard. Mm-hmm. I have taken the lead. With a 9-7 and record last week, <laughs> I'm now up one game on you. After you went 6-10 and ten last week. Jeez. That is gross, Nick. Any, expla- <laughs> yeah, I'm apart. Any explanation for last week? Uh, what well, was it, about
1: five, six weeks ago you asked me what my secret was? Mm-hmm. Do the opposite of that.
0: That's how you'll be good. So for pros, we are fading Nick. And for college, we are potentially fading me. We'll find out, though, in a little bit. Okay, Nick, so <coughs> uh, six teams on a bye this week. Baltimore, uh, Chicago, Vegas, Minnesota, Buffalo, and your Giants. By the way, Tommy DeVito,
1: <laughs> Washington next yes. week, right?
0: They're the last buys. They're one of them, yeah, yeah. So okay, uh, let's get into it, Nick. Thursday night football, Seattle at Dallas. Dallas nine point favorites at home. Uh, I'll get my end out of the way with, and this will probably be quick for both of us. I'm going to take Dallas. Um, they they appear to be at least moderately good. Uh, you have to admit. Um, it's interesting because a lot of people have them in their top five teams in the league right now and it really does pain me to say it but like how how can you not at the moment just by everybody else kind of around them so um I'm, I'm going Dallas here
1: no more clowning around going Dallas
0: had boy yeah no so much for not picking them eh yeah I gotta win this thing <laughs> all right a nice lead there Sunday 1 p.m gets going with the Chargers at the uh, Patriots, Patriots are a six-point dog at home. Chargers. Yeah, yeah, I got to go with Chargers as well. Um, <laughs> it's interesting. I wanted to talk about the practicing here quickly. The Patriots had Bailey Zappi and Malik Cunningham taking the reps today at quarterback. Mac Jones didn't even bother looking. Really? Yeah, Mac Jones was just kind of standing behind them on the sidelines. Wow. Yeah, so I don't know what's going on. But it appears as though the Mac Jones era in New England might be over officially. Um, Detroit at New Orleans. New Orleans getting four and a half at home. I will, however, take the road favorite here and take Detroit, <coughs> especially after um, the Saints. How the hell did they lose the Falcons last weekend?
1: Falcons are good, man. <laughs> it's Detroit and who? Saints.
0: Detroit. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So we're following with each other. Atlanta at the Jets. The Jets are two and a half point home dogs. Uh, unfortunately, I'm going to go with Atlanta. I'm going to stick with my guns here and not physically take the Falcons. I'm taking the Jets here. You're tired of picking the Falcons. I. <laughs> what team are they going to show up with this week you just don't know <laughs> clearly last week what is their record they even look B. John robinson even got the ball again somehow and into the end zone like what the hell <laughs> the record i don't out good enough to still be in the hunt for the south with them and new orleans kind of man in the charge with that in a way and I, I don't know i mean tampa bay's in there that division's whack <laughs> yeah. um Arizona at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, five-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Um, I don't know if I'm a big fan of this. (laughs) I kind of feel like it's a a rock-and-a-hard-place type game. I'm going to go Pittsburgh only because you just don't know what the weather can fully develop to be like. And Arizona's coming east, uh, indoor team coming outside. So I'll take Pittsburgh. I guess I'll take them to ride that momentum of a Kenny Pickett 400-yard game. And then maybe follow it up with another one. Give me the Cardinals. Oh.
1: I like them on the road. Don't know why. Kyler
0: Murray. Okay.
1: Pittsburgh's back and forth, back and forth.
0: Yeah, they are. Uh, Indianapolis at Tennessee. Tennessee a point dog at home. (laughs) I like the playoff Colts. Yeah, I'm – playoff Colts, eh? I'm taking the Colts as well. I don't know about playoff Colts thing. That's a loss. Like, yeah, yeah. If they got into the playoffs at this point, that'd be, it'd be interesting. Obviously you said they're the seven seed right now, but I have a hard time believing they actually get there. Uh, either way. Um, Miami at Washington, Washington getting nine and a half at home. And you're not going I'm to the game. I'm not, I'm not going to the game. I'm not taking Washington either. I'm taking Miami. Um, the nine and a half is an interesting spot. If you, if you lean that way, but obviously if, we lost big and head-to-head, head just take the better team here what's, and take Miami.
1: What's the plans? I mean, for those people who don't know, Paul's brother is a Dolphins yes. fan.
0: Uh, well, I'll be over at your house, presumably, for Red Zone. <laughs> is Pat coming? I don't know. Probably has to work.
1: Yeah, just so happens to work on the Dolphins while I day. I'm also going to take the Dolphins, too.
0: You're a man of good faith, man. Fins up. Uh, Denver at Houston. Houston, three-and-a-half-point favorites at home.
1: Give me Houston in a bounce back. Denver's playing well, but give me Houston in a bounce
0: back. Agreed. I'm taking Houston as well here. Interesting. CJ Stroud, MVP. Rookie of the year? Rookie of the year. Cy Young? <laughs> Coach of the year? Coach of the year. Ah, there we go. Sixth man of the year? <laughs> All right. Uh, the lone 405 game in the late window is <coughs> Carolina at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, four or five-and-a-half point favorites, rather. Uh, I'm going to take Tampa Bay here, uh, but uh, this is probably going to be that spot where it's, you know, the old, we have a new coach thing and the Panthers will win.
1: (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) Give me Carolina. I took your thunder. (laughs) (laughs) Give me a man. I don't care who the interim is. They're going to win this game.
0: Okay. Uh, What about the first 425 game out of the couple that we have there? Cleveland at the Rams. The Rams are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Cooper Cup still out?
1: I think. Cleveland's interesting. They got dinged up bad, though. Yeah, they looked bad last week. But Rams are pretty bad. I'm going to go
0: Cleveland. (sighs) I've been on the fence about this one all day. P.J. Walker back. Joe Flacco starting for the Browns. Never thought we'll I'd finally ever... figure out if he's actually elite or not on Sunday. I'm gonna take Cleveland as well, only because the Rams' offense is a mystery. Their defense is bad. At least Cleveland's defense, we know, even with Miles Garrett out, is still good. <laughs> so I'll <coughs> guess I'll take the Browns. To I'll also give you a score. I'll take the Browns to win 6-3. to three. <laughs> <laughs> Great game. Great That's another game. good one. Yes. The last of the late window, San Fran at Philly. And this was the one game where the lines are so all over the place, I couldn't even figure out a middle ground if there was a multiple Silver bread options. I've seen the Eagles are dogs no matter what, but I've seen books as low as a point and a half for the Eagles, up to three and a half. So – that should tell you all you need to know about this game. Uh, I'm going to take the home dog here in Philly. Why, uh, this Paul? Is that this is your lie game. I appreciate <laughs> you asking. Um, here's the deal. San Fran coming East. A bit of a long week, though. They kind of obviously have that not true bye, but you have the extended break because they played Thursday night. But Philly just keeps finding these ways to win games at the moment, and I – there's, like, no inexplicable reason in a way. It's one of those things where I feel like no matter what, this is some sort of rematch we'll be seeing in a, in a month, month and a half, no matter what, or I guess month and a half technically because we aren't in December yet, even though it feels like it. So I'm going to take Philly. I just think their offense just kind of not flowing better, but they're they're making it work defensively. Again, I think this might be the one game where you see people really be able to stop Christian McCaffrey. But the question becomes, then, you know, and this is—we haven't seen him struggle this side of the ball too, too much in a while. But does Brock Purdy step up in the passing game? Then is that Philly? You know? Yep. That's but far. I
1: like San Francisco in this game because they are the NFC,
0: yeah. NFC's best team. Sunday night football: There, Kansas City at Green Bay. Green Bay six and a half point dogs. Kansas City. I agree with you. There, a hundred and ten percent should not should not be a question in my mind. Sunday night. Monday night, Cincinnati at Jacksonville. Jacksonville eight and a half point favorites at home. Taking Jacksonville. And this is probably going to be a really bad game Jackson. visually to watch. So, Jacksonville. I did hear we have a doubleheader Monday night next week. Ah, that's right. They do return next week. So.
1: Oh I'm I'll sorry, I gotta get a glass
0: of water real quick. Oh yeah, you you good? Yeah. Uh, yeah, have have at it. He started college football. Okay, I'll I'll begin my college football. Nick uh Nick is going to be indisposed for a, a few moments here. Um and he will return momentarily. Um Yeah, college football, what a fun rivalry weekend that we were able to have. Um it's tough because I want to wait for Nick to come back, but um, hey, that's part of it. Uh, the interesting part to me about this past rivalry weekend began Thursday night. The Egg Bowl was the Egg Bowl. There's no other way to inexplicably explain things. There figured it was going to be a shootout. Was not. Ends up being 17 to seven. And uh, did you lock the door, Nick? <laughs> Ah, that's part of it, man. Get back in here. Sit sit on down. Oh, heard my the wrong way. Oh, geez, brutal. So, I, I wanted to start with rivalry week here, Nick, and I, I wanted to wait for you to get back here a little bit for a couple of the games. Obviously, I'm back. To I'm discuss, back. But uh, since you're back, what are your thoughts on the Egg Bowl? Um, Egg Bowl <laughs> is,
1: what's, what's, who that's Texas A&M? No. Huh. Egg Bowl is, don't let me get it. Yep, I'm you I'm Cook. Florida, Georgia. Nope. I don't know, Egg Bowl, what conference? The yeah, SEC. Egg Bowl, Mississippi, Mississippi State.
0: Yeah, all right. Is it? okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the Egg and, Bowl. Well, it's interesting. That game's now gone under three straight years, and that's probably going to change Saturday next year with the coaching hire that Mississippi State made. But, um, yeah, and then you'll know, get, get through some of those games on Friday, um, get to Saturday when – Really a lot of the high end games end up taking off the game. Ohio state, Michigan. I hate when people say that. The game, the game, the Ohio state university. I hate that too. So do I, that's why I did it for the preface of them losing though, for a change. Uh, Um, yeah, kind of crazy. Kind of puts Ryan day on the hot seat inadvertently. Um, yeah, what you what you make of that game? As we we'll touch I did on watch that. That was the main game in the early window, obviously. So, what did you make of uh, the game? Of that game,
1: that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of surprised. Thought yeah. Ohio State was going to win. Agree. Yeah, but it's it's always good game. I mean, these two teams are good. I mean, they're good. They're good teams. They're competitive because they're about the same type of team. So we're gonna in, we're in for a good game. It was a great game for the. Well, last year was a blowout, I'm pretty sure, but two years ago was a good game. Yeah. Um, last year was the blowout, and they still made it. Is that correct? It was two years ago, the blowout. No, two years ago was a blowout. Okay, because they made it last year yeah. So mm-hmm. Now you're going to be questioning Ohio State, should they be in? There's a lot of teams in the mix. I don't think they're going to get in because they don't have another game. Uh, that's how important this game is because – Right now, the rest of the Big Ten not very good, other than maybe Penn State, maybe. Oh, that's who you're going with. Is it somebody else? Iowa. Yeah, that's that. Hello. Hey, they
0: they know how to put points on the scoreboard. I want to save my Iowa talk for uh, when we when I make my picks because we have a very unique situation this weekend.
1: Yeah, I mean, how 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 does you become a 23 point underdog and the over under is 35 yep. and a half? Yep. But uh we'll figure out how they can how they could cover both of those but uh um you don't cover it over underdeck. You can.
0: <laughs> Do tell.
1: <laughs> uh but uh Yeah, the game was it was good. Gus Johnson on the call made it better. Uh, Maserati Marv. Gus Johnson shout out called the Knicks game the other day. That's right. First time in basketball, NBA basketball in a while. Oh. Uh, but overall, the Iron Bowl is always a classic. Auburn gave will a run for the money. I mean, should have won that game. Should have, could have, would have, but it didn't happen. Uh, Alabama got the win. Alabama just won't die. They just won't go away. I don't know if Alabama's going to sneak in because of the teams, because I think Oklahoma's going to win. You're going to have the Pac-12 winner. You have Michigan State, or Michigan Finally, they probably win. Potentially. And I don't see that I'm taking an SEC team out. So that's why I think Alabama, if they do beat Georgia, they'll be in
0: and Georgia will be out. You think Alabama, in theory, will jump four spots at minimum to get into the playoff?
1: Yes. Wow. This is Alabama because Roll tide, I guess. Washington or Oregon would lose, so right. they're gone. Who's the other one? I know Texas. Is there another one? Is Florida they? State. Florida State. Yes. They'll jump Florida State. Wow. They will jump Florida State because they don't play anybody. And um, they will jump Texas because Texas doesn't have a Georgia win. Yes, they beat Alabama head-to-head, but this is Alabama. And I don't know. I just I don't see them beating Georgia and leaving them out.
0: Huh. Well, we'll circle back to that, I guess, next yeah, week. Yeah, that Florida oh, State
1: man. really screws it up. It's Like, uh,
0: you know they're they, going to get killed. I don't think so.
1: But they don't we have do a quarterback.
0: They don't have a quarterback. They won without him this past weekend. Against who? Florida. Oh,
1: great. Good for them.
0: But you make it sound like just because uh, freaking Jordan's out that it's, like, some big deal. Like – now, no. settle, settle down, ACC. Settle saying. down. Hey. Oh, don't ACC me. <laughs> Have your team pick a lane. All right. Uh, you know, settle down. I mean,
1: not get it too hard on the floor. Today, but come, on, they, come on. When they play Georgia, whoever they play, they're going to get crushed. And crushed,
0: I mean, 20 points. Speaking yeah. of crushing in SEC teams, the highlight of the three thirty window Iron Bowl, hands down. Hugh Freeze, I laugh at you. Ha-ha. <laughs> um, again, go back to something I brought up, right? Prevent defense prevents you from winning. They had Alabama, fourth and 31. By the way, longest fourth down conversion to win a game ever in football history. Football. since Well, since they've been able to record stuff like that. I mean, who knows what might have happened in 1899. but uh, It was pretty crazy. Absolutely nuts. Absolutely nuts. I was uh, – just gotten – not just. I was at the casino after the Syracuse game, which we'll circle back to here in, in a couple moments, and we were watching, and I was like, that, that game really just ended that way. Like, it was crazy. Absolutely nuts, especially, you know, Milro can't control the snap, ball scoots away, and it's looking like, you know, it's done because obviously they need the touchdown. And Auburn pretty much loses a kid and gets back to him one on one coverage at that point. And you're doomed if your defense in that situation because you bump him or anything like that while the ball's in the air in a one on one, it's gonna be a free play, and because it's in the end zone, it's gonna be at the one yard line. I mean, it was about the most Auburn loss to have ever had an Auburn loss, the way it went down. And it it frankly, and I I disagree with you maybe in the grand scheme of it. But you can't ignore the fact that that play saved Alabama's season.
1: It did. It uh, it really did. I mean, if they lose that game, we're gone. You know, going no Final Four, that's for sure. And right now, there's still a slim chance, but I think there's a chance where they can. I could see them getting in with the win over Georgia. But Georgia, we got a lot of good conference championship games this uh-huh. weekend. Um, the one I'm catching most eye on. It's not that
0: Georgia-Alabama game. You want to hold that thought for a moment? Because there is a couple things I want to touch on before we do I don't want to lose it, though. All right, fair enough. Okay, I got got, it. No, no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Um, The nightcap punctuated by um, the Apple Cup in the final Pac-12 after dark. The Pac-12 as we know it. I mean, really it's done, but as we know it's done. um, Pour one out. Pains me pains me that the Pac-12 after dark is, is no more. Final Pac-12 game this Friday. Championship, yeah. For football. You know the final game on the Pac-12 network for football? Stanford and Notre Dame. How about it? Wow, well, really? Yeah. So, pain. Pain, The shout out to the Pac-12. Got me through a lot of dark nights in college and and the early adulthood life of doing things here. But uh, in, all, in all seriousness, really was fun. It got me my first introduction to uh, sports Sports betting, more or less, frankly, it was Pac-12 after dark. So, um, shout out, shout out to the Pac-12, and honestly, the last two true remaining members, Washington State and Oregon State, salute, brothers. So, uh, all right, let's get to some Syracuse stuff. The in the East championship Pac-12, though, they're gonna go. Yeah, let's let's get to the Syracuse stuff first. Syracuse gets bowl eligibility. Yeah, that's right. Wins over Wake Forest, and then uh, yesterday, Fran Brown named a new head coach. So. Before you end up asking me before you end up asking me the question, I'll ask you the question. Um did you know who Fran Brown was? And secondly, uh what's your kind of this quickening thought on the hire? Uh
1: I mean, Fran, we've been buddies for a long long time. Been around the media. Dear dear friend. <laughs> he's a dear dear friend. Um <laughs> No, no idea who he is. No idea what he's going to bring to the table. Uh but it's a new coach and a new face, so we'll see what Syracuse football we'll see if there's any changes made here. And he's the Georgia what
0: defensive backs coach? Defensive backs coach didn't want to go for the linebackers coach. I mean, I don't know defensive backs. Mm-hmm.
1: What defensive backs are in the NFL? Georgia. The, the defensive ends we need. We need a. We get the, You got the wrong coach. They got the wrong guy. No, they
0: got the right guy. You like him. I love the Holy Cross coach. I love the hire. Okay. Fran Brown, Northeast ties from Jersey. is coached in the Northeast. It's where you guys coaching start in the Northeast. Temple, Rutgers, went to Baylor. Matt Rule umbrella, Kirby Smart umbrella, number one recruiter in the country. Fran Brown. I think for Syracuse, high risk, high reward. And they got to do it, though, because it's sink or swim time for the program in terms of relevancy, mm-hmm. in terms of where college football is going. Were they – look, they're bottom of the barrel in the ACC. They could go 8-4, and 9-3, and three, and still be bottom of the barrel because it's Syracuse. All right? But you want to know what? Why regain relevancy? You have to bring players in. You have to get the guys who are from maybe not your backyard, but from New Jersey that they were losing, from Pennsylvania that they were losing. To me, this is perfect. This is a guy who can go out and get those three-star, maybe the occasional four-star from going from, say, Penn State, where it's like you might have to wait two years to immediately competing at a big, high level in Syracuse. This is a guy who I think can flip the pipeline instead of going to Maryland or Central Florida to coming back to Syracuse. Slam dunk higher in my mind. Now, the key parts, who are our coordinators going to be? Who are the people going to be around them? because he has to probably build for the fact that there's going to be some def, you know, deficiencies with him head coaching. Sounds like Jason Beck probably is not coming back as OC, which is a shame. So he's got to bring in an OC who's good. And it sounds like he might be bringing some guys from Georgia with him, coaching-wise. That will be, remain to be seen. But – you know, he's a DB coach, so that tells me he probably wants to keep the 3 or something close to it. You know, it's Rocky Long stay at that point? I don't know. But if you're Fran Brown, I think you have to keep him, keep him around. Um, so, uh, there's a lot to be seen, we'll know more, I think, next Monday when he has his press conference up here. Um, it's Monday. Yeah, because he's coaching Stoll Georgia, at least this Saturday in the SEC Championship game. So... I, I think it's great. Obviously, I think Bob Chesney would have been an interesting hire. Um, it kind of sounds like it came down to those two plus Jason Candle from Toledo, which I don't know if I would have been on board with Candle as much as I would have been with, obviously in this case Fran Brown or uh, Chesney. But uh, it is what it is in that front. I think it's just I think it's a slam dunk deal. Um, you know and if it doesn't work it doesn't work you didn't set the program back too too much anyway in my mind from from what you want to do and at the end of the day I think there's a lot of momentum still around this team just I think there's some talent there that can be built upon um will he coach in the bowl game yeah that's the interesting part in this right is I don't know if he'll coach in the bowl game I think personally I'd keep Nunzio Campanelli as the interim for that uh it sounds like Nunzio was going to stick around with Fran Brown. I mean, they are both, they were both at Rutgers at the same time. So I would love for Nunzio to stick around. I think that's huge, too, for recruiting. Nunzio handles a lot of the New Jersey recruits, so that would be pretty big in my mind. Um, and ultimately, the way I've been describing it, the way I want to tell it to people is this. This isn't 1955 anymore. Your traditional methods of coaching in college drastically different than where they were even two years ago. The expectation that Syracuse fans need to have is not 12-0. I'd love for them to go 12-0. I'd be ecstatic at 12-0. That ain't gonna happen anytime soon, or if at all. But you wanna have a guy in here who's averaging eight. Eight and fours and nine and threes, with the occasional ten and twos and eleven and ones, and I think that's possible at Syracuse. I legitimately do. But the expectation that people have, where eleven and one is the down year at Syracuse, are absurd, and that's why, and that to me, like, is where a lot of these people are complaining about the, the hire. Like, you just don't get it. Yeah. Like, it's not Michigan State and Nebraska fighting year in and year out for championships anymore. You know. Like, you have to go about things differently. You have to. And, unfortunately, we thought that with Dino, and it just didn't happen. And, to me, with Fran, is a sign of we're going to take this risk. We're going to try and get with the times. And if it doesn't work, we'll just reset and try it again. It is what it is at that point. So, I don't know. Best right. of luck. Thank you. Appreciate it. Conference title time uh, championships before we get to my picks full here because of the unique situation. Yeah, what are you uh, doing? Didn't mean to, uh, to interrupt your thoughts there earlier with that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. This is such a fun weekend because it's just it, uh, the best of the best in each conference are put on the biggest stage. And, each, and how long have they been doing this now? I mean, this style for the better part of like 10-ish years, give or take. Yeah, not that long. I'd say. No, but it's long enough now that we have this notebook where it's a lot of fun. You have a couple games Friday night. Obviously, through the day Saturday. It used to
1: be just the regular season check. Right. What's the
0: Well, for some conferences. Some conferences did have a title game before. Um, Where's the playoffs? I can't remember. Big East had a title game. for, for We're not a semifinal? So uh, New- <laughs> that will definitely not be happening. But um, I always look forward to this weekend. It's a fun weekend because, obviously, like you said, best of best. is put on the big stage. You get to see a lot of these smaller conferences, the G5s. They're put on a bigger stage too, and it's a lot of good eyes on a lot of good players, and this year especially, there's some implications on the line. I mean, there always is, but this year especially, I mean, you kind of you know indicated it for yourself that there's a little bit of implications coming down the pipe, in your in your mind for for this weekend. So,
1: yeah, my number one game to watch. out, I like that it's Friday night, the Pac-12 championship, yep. the last Pac-12 game, mm-hmm. and it's essentially it's a playing game. Washington, yeah, yeah. Oregon, winner of that game is in. The loser's out. Mm-hmm. So, their playoff starts right now. Yeah. And Ohio State Michigan, they looked at last week, it was their 1st playing game, too. Mm-hmm. And Michigan got it done.
0: But if Michigan loses to Iowa,
1: they're gone. Mm-hmm. You can't lose to Iowa. Right. So, I'm intrigued by that one, too. But you're intrigued by the spread?
0: Yeah, that game's very intriguing. So, uh, do you want me to get into my picks, then? Yeah. how what you're doing. So... Uh, I was 3-2 and two last week. Gets me to a true 500 record at the moment, 35-35-2. Oh, yeah, 500 and there's only a couple mm-hmm. weeks left. Yeah. Well, we're going to do something for the bowl games. I haven't figured out, tr- again, how I'm going to do that, but well, just I have a little bit Well, just pick the bowl that. games that are on, going so, on that week. So, I am picking all 10 conference championship games this week because, damn the Torpedoes. Begin Friday with the CUSA. New Mexico State at Liberty, one of two conferences where, or three conferences rather, where the higher higher seed hosts the event. CUSA has that with Liberty. I'm taking Liberty minus 10 in that game. Friday night, the Pac 12 championship, as you already mentioned, Nick. Oregon versus Washington. I'm taking Washington plus nine and a half. Um, what is that spread? Don't know. <laughs> Why? Yeah. They beat them. Mm hmm. Oregon's has been playing better lately. So Michael Pennick's alright didn't look too good at the end of that game. What happened there? He was doing some interesting stuff, that's for sure. Apple Cup good Apple Cup. All right, Saturday, Big Twelve, Oklahoma State versus Texas. I'm taking Texas minus fourteen and a half. Uh in the Mac, Miami is going against Toledo. I'm taking Miami plus seven and a half. Uh Toledo Toledo's been messing around a lot lately and hasn't hasn't found out. I think they're gonna find out Saturday. Uh, The Mountain West, Boise State versus UNLV, also in Vegas. They're right on the heels of the Pac-12 game the night before. Short turnaround for the boys in the Legion Stadium, the grounds crew there. I'm going to take UNLV getting two and a half in that game. doesn't make a ton of sense to me that they're a dog in that game, but Boise State's been playing good since they fired their head coach a few weeks ago, so who knows. In the SEC, Georgia versus Alabama, I'm taking Alabama plus five and a half. I don't necessarily agree with your chaos theory that they'll get in, but I actually do think they'll win. They've been, I think, head-to-head against Georgia this year. This is Georgia's toughest test, hands down. They're going to find out, I think. In the American SMU at Tulane, I'm going to take SMU plus four here. I've been high on Tulane all year, but SMU offense is really good, and I think if they're going to shoot out, I think it leans heavy into the Mustangs' favor. Sunbelt. Appalachian State at Troy. I'm taking Troy minus six. But that's the one where I wouldn't be surprised if App State won outright. App State's by far been playing their best ball all year the past month. Troy, um, been in a couple dogfights recently. But uh, I'll take them with a the home field advantage. Big Ten, Michigan versus Iowa. I'm taking Iowa plus 23.5. Um, do I think they went outright? No. But um, hard to ignore 23.5 with their defense as good as it is. I like the under. The under thirty-five and a half, I eh, don't mind that. Interesting little side bet here. Iowa first half to all the points. It's only half a point, and it's plus money last I looked. For the point, yeah. I feel what? like you have to take take the yeah, old yeah. What the hell? Yeah. so it's a point. Right. And then the final the final game, the ACC: Louisville versus Florida State. Taking Florida State minus two and a half. Louisville lost to Kentucky last week. They shouldn't have. That's pretty I'm On paper, line. they shouldn't have. Pretty low spread. Yeah. So, uh, I'm going we'll to take Florida State. Backup quarterback, road maker. He looks all right. Appeared no worse for wear after that hit against Florida. So, give me Florida State. Interesting. Nice. Before we get here, a couple, couple minutes here on a couple different basketball news and notes. NBA in-season tournament locked up. Nick, do that again. You're Nick's. Maybe. They're in the in-season tournament. How about it? <laughs> uh,
1: well, we all we all made the in-season tournament. This is the quarterfinals. I don't
0: care. It, th- they made the in-season tournament.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're in the quarterfinals now. Um, Crazy last night. Did you see any yeah. games? Yes. Crazy. I mean, people were leaving in their starting fives, up 30, 20 points, blowout games, and they kept running up the score because they had to. Because – the Celtics and the Knicks had to win the had to score points to get the point differential mm-hmm. for the Celtics in their case to win their group and the Knicks to get the wild card. Mm-hmm. And it was absolutely mayhem. And there was so many things that could change. Like could they win the group? Could you get a wild card? Right. And it just shifts it. If the Bucs didn't win, they had a nineteen point lead on the Knicks, but if they didn't win because of how everything worked out, they would have been out. They wouldn't even have won the group.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know if they would have been out. They might have been out. Yeah, I mean, the Celtics were intentionally fouling up 30. Yeah. To, like, guarantee that they would. I don't would. think Billy Donovan liked it. Uh, I think once, I don't think he liked it. I mean, there's there's a lot of teams that aren't fans of what's kind of been going on with, with it. I know that. Um, yeah, the Heat got eliminated last night. Tough, tough spot. It's interesting because uh, I think you were caught off guard. But, yeah, I mean, now that you just have – people now you have to try and schedule two games for the other teams here more or less and um I can't believe people are kind of taken aback by it one but yeah like my main concern now is where these players and teams aren't in like you I'm assuming you get one home and one away game or however it's going to work but um yeah so they yeah I mean I'm I'm intrigued to see how like the travel works with this and everything else like who you're going to play I mean obviously I'm guessing you're going to play somebody that was technically in your group but like i'm not too too sure like there's a lot to
1: yeah so the schedule came out i don't know if it's late last night or this morning so next week's schedule there's no game on sunday right monday and tuesdays the quarterfinals wednesday's a full slate of games Mm -hmm. of everyone who didn't make the quarterfinals thursday is the semifinals. Mm friday is another whole slate of games of the teams that didn't make the quarterfinals and then Saturday's the championship. Whoever makes the championship is an extra regular season game for
0: Which, this. oh, by the way, it's in Vegas, a neutral site. Which, like, I, I don't. Know. So, so it's Thursday, right? Yeah, Thursday yeah. games are in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Monday and Tuesday are at
1: the Better Siege yeah. or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, we'll see. How, I, I, I've, I've enjoyed it so far. I think they can make a lot of improvements with it. Mm-hmm. But I just. I think it's pretty cool. I mean, why stop at quarterfinals? You know, why not have a best of twelve or something? You know, ha- at least have like the top two from each group move on. Like, there's some three and one teams that didn't even move on. Right. It's kind of kind of like what what do you have to do? Right. I mean, three and one. I mean, that's what pretty much, deserve to move that's on. That's what
0: pretty much happened with the Heat. Like once they just got down by enough last night against the Bucks, I think I no Spo pulled a couple guys. It's like not even worth it. So it's like, yeah. No, I'm be, with you there, though. It'll be interesting when it
1: gets here. Thursday's times are a little strange to me. 5 o'clock's the first game in Vegas. Yeah. That's not friendly, like. No. Not a friendly time for a Thursday night. It's not a friendly time period. And the other one's you know? at 8. Yeah. So. Saturday's will be all right. It's a Saturday night game. Um, And then, you know, obviously night games are on Monday and Tuesday. But I think it's interesting. I didn't realize I'm so confused what the regular season games so even Thursday's semifinal game is a regular season game. Mm-hmm. And technically Saturday says but those teams just get extra games. But game. the stats don't count. They don't. It's wild. Yeah. yeah. It's the most absolutely dumb stuff in care. that sense. I don't care about stats that much. LeBron does. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but uh yeah, minutes. The minutes leader now. Uh uh, but yeah, I didn't realize they were gonna add in two full slated games. So those don't know where they came – like you said, I don't know where they came up with these matchups yeah. for, for uh, Wednesday and Friday's games for the team that didn't make it. They're there. Fantasy, it's interesting. You've got a star player. Like, you've got the Greek freak, right? Uh-huh. He gets knocked out on Monday – or they play Tuesday. He yeah. gets to the gets knocked. You get one game on him next week's matchup. That's yeah. kind of – the odds better be in your favor. Yeah. That's interesting. I don't agree with the fantasy being played next week, but
0: it's whatever. I want to talk college basketball. But we're pretty much up against the clock here, so we're gonna have to kind of break. There wasn't a ton. There was a ton to, t- to a talk about. I just wanted to see kind of what your reaction was from the, uh, from the tournament side of things. And there wasn't a ton of super duper upsets. I mean, had we've had some, but I think a lot of it just kind of reiterated the fact that like you have, you know, your, your good teams are good again this year. Um, you know, I think if anything, maybe Kentucky kind of jumps out to me a little bit. Like I don't, I didn't expect them to be as good as they've shown early on but like last night against Miami they looked really good they also I think lead the they're second in the country in turnover rate which is something that a Cal team has never done whether it's been at Kentucky Memphis or UMass so um, that's pretty interesting but yeah not, not a ton I just wanted to see maybe what your quick reaction was to uh, the tournaments, and now we're kind of within now the interconference challenges and yeah. stuff like that.
1: Purdue uh, made a statement last week with the yeah, Maui. Definitely. Syracuse it was nice to just get some confidence against the yeah. They
0: played translated t- well
1: against LSU. Played tough. Um, the SEC ACC challenge pretty similar to the Big Ten SEC or ACC challenge. Mm-hmm. Just a little weird to see these matchups. Yeah. Notre Dame, South Carolina, LSU at the dome. <laughs> like, yeah. When does LSU ever go to the dome? Right. So it's just cool to see those type of matchups. Syracuse nice statement game last night. Not sure how good LSU is, but Kentucky made a statement against Miami. Yeah, these next tonight you have the wrap up tonight. So I always like those type of challenges. And,
0: and then after what that, – What is it, Duke Arkansas tonight. Like, that's a, that's a good matchup. Yeah,
1: uh, North Carolina or is it Duke Arkansas? Yeah, might be Duke Arkansas. Yeah, I forget what it is. Arkansas is playing it
0: out. UNC probably got Missouri or something.
1: <laughs> I know UNC and Duke is on TV tonight. Yeah, I did see that. But, uh, no, that's cool. Uh, this is
0: kind of the downtime of college basketball these next few weeks here before the holidays. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, the ACC has conference games on Saturday. But, um, yeah, this week's – this. It's weird. This
1: week's nice yeah. because you have the challenge and you have an, your first ACC game this weekend.
0: Yeah, and that's back. I know, like Syracuse has Cornell next week and then – uh, they do have a cool game though coming up, but that's more for next week when they, they they're playing Oregon at the uh, they're playing Oregon at the uh, the what's it called the Pentagon and really in uh, Sioux Falls. So and they got yeah. the Georgetown game yeah. too. Yeah. So. so. But that
1: once once the New Year hits, mm-hmm. it's ACC play. Before so. that. Yeah, a little bit before December 30th. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Lebron. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Andrew. True at Tiger Woods. <laughs> Speaking of Tiger, he's back this week. Yeah, how about that?
0: Is that who you're shouting out today?
1: Uh, actually, you know, I had a, a new shout out today. Oh. I don't know how I can have a new shout out after all these years, but, but you do. I'm going to shout out my first animal. Okay. Oh, okay. God. <laughs> Jack Derue. Good friend. Oh, of that's family. right. <laughs> I knew I, I should have known this was coming. Uh, dog's name is Ellie or Ellie, Ella? Yeah. Ellie or Ella? Anyway. Had seven puppies yesterday morning. Congratulations. Uh, shout out Ellie or Ella. Almost had them
0: at your house.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, no, it was planned, but yeah, almost did happen. <laughs> but uh, shout out to the derus dog for having seven puppies last uh, last yesterday morning. Congratulations. Yeah, good for her. Uh, good dog. Uh, pets well, feels good. <laughs> <laughs> they don't get to keep the oh, puppies, but. Oh, they
0: don't? No. A shame. No. Either way. But they get to keep the dog. That's good. Nick, appreciate you. Yep. Appreciate everybody for tuning in, uh, wherever you, you may be tuning in from. We'll be back next Wednesday where we're going to do it all again, and hopefully, well, we'll know where everybody's bowling and all the matchups. So, we'll talk with everybody next Wednesday.